everybody, and welcome back. Man, last week got a little crazy, didn't it? Yeah. Um, surprise, Mary Sue's a drink. We pick right back up with Morgana walking over to everybody else, and Mary Sue pretending to be calm, but in actuality freaking out. And then we find out a little bit more stuff that's going to be even more interesting, and this wild ride just keeps on coming, so here you go. Mary Sue was left at the table with the magical bird creature just kind of sitting there rubbing its head on her and cooing comfortingly. Morgana glides over towards you guys where you're all sitting around the bar. Morgana will divert a little bit from walking towards you guys, walk around the side of the bar, grab a small round tray of glasses, look to you guys, and then go up to the top shelf and grab down two bottles before pausing for a moment. Well, this has been an exciting evening. She will be all right. Do you have any quick questions before we go back to her? How did it trigger? Emotional stress. How did you help her? I know a great many things. Okay, how can we help her if it happens when you are not around? It will take some practice. I merely helped to guide her gaze inward to find the muscle, for the lack of a better term, that she needs to exercise to manifest this. You mean you helped her find her happy place? Okay. But, like, what? Why? I don't understand any of this. Oh, she's a little whacked out right now. There are a great many aspects of the sixth world that we don't fully understand. As the mana level continues to rise, more and more expressions of the fourth world will manifest themselves. Surely you remember several years ago when Haley's Comet came by and the small amounts of chaos that that caused. Obviously, RC knows nothing about Drake's. Like, that's not a common source of information. They're rare. Talking to Morgana. Does it cause this? Was, was this always there? Like, I just don't understand. She always had the potential. Like a ticking time bomb, or did you do this? Looks at her like scared slash threatening. This is as natural as Boz being an orc or Michael being a magician. Oh, man. Well, how... Can, can RCC Mary Sue like, from here? Yeah. How are you sitting at the table, Mary Sue? She's trying to create a semblance of normalcy. Her chair is righted, and her clothes are fixed, and she is sitting there, legs crossed, and she is trying to look as normal as possible. So almost unnaturally normal. Such a forced normal, it's not even normal. Morgana will turn to you guys. Come, let us go back to her. And she will walk across the floor over to where you guys are. She will take the chair next to Mary Sue and come sit next to you. She'll put some glasses down and she'll pour you a little glass of wine. Mary Sue won't drink from it. She also won't make eye contact with anybody. Buzz puts her whiskey on their table. So looks at Mary Sue and she just says, Are you all right? I, I don't. I don't know. As Mike walks up, he comes up behind Mary Sue and just reaches down, gives her a hug, whispers in her ear, I'm here if you need to talk, and then goes and gets back in his seat. Yeah, RC will give her a pat on the back, and that's, you know, just a little pat, pat, pat. Chuck just avoids eye contact. Well, and she'll pause. This was not what anyone was expecting for this evening. Mary Sue, I'm sure that you have a great many questions that I would be happy to answer what I can for you. She'll just nod her head, again, not looking her friends in the face at all. I'm, I'm 
I'm sorry if I if I if I scared any of you. Um, I'm not quite sure what what's happening. Um, but I I didn't I didn't hurt Howard. I I didn't. He walked he walked out of that scrapyard, and I went and talked to Scrapper. I I didn't do any anything. I know that. I know I didn't do anything. All right. Somebody did. Maybe we should. Maybe we should find out who. I know. No, you probably don't care, but I don't like loose ends. And if uh, if I got to do it by myself, I will. I'm probably one of the many people that he pissed off. Maybe. Just seems like odd timing. Morgana, you know where his body is. She'll reach over an arm, rub Mary Sue's back. I don't. I reached out when you contacted me the other day to the same way that I found him in the first place. They told me that he's found in the back of a Johnny cab with his head blown in half. Oof. But he was at the scrapyard, is that right? She'll just nod her head, not looking at any of you, just nod her head. Well, maybe we just take a run over there sometime and see if I can figure out where he went and if there's any any clues, but it might just be a dead end. I guess it doesn't matter right now. Uh, might have uh, more important things to worry about right this second. Uh, you need to drive home, Mary Sue? She'll actually look at you, confused at the question, and then look at Morgana and say, I think I'll I'll stay here for a little while. That's well, not. It's, it's an understandable thing. I mean, it'll, it'll be okay, Mary Sue. You know, Archie doesn't do sure of that, but he's going to say it. That will be fine, Mary. There's a great many things that we will need to talk about. Morgana will turn to the rest of the table. I do have a job lined up for you in the next couple of days, as I mentioned. Can it wait? It can wait for a couple of days. If at that time you don't want to take the job, let me know, and then I will pass that information along to the Mr. Johnson in question. We'll do the job in two days. That's all That's all I need. We'll be fine in two days. Yeah, it's two days. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Morgana will look towards Michael and then towards Boz. There is a chance that in addition to Mary Sue's expression, that certain other talents may have awakened with it. If that is true, she may need your assistance in understanding and harnessing them in addition to mine. She knows she has my assistance in anything that she needs. I'll always be here to look after her if she needs something. Yeah, that's... Feel the same way. We're all, you know, we've come this far together, and even though I'm super weirded out right now, I'm down. I'm 100% down. Marcy will like bang on the bar. Morgana will pour a glass out for you, Richard, and kind of put that in front of you because you seem like you might need it. And yeah, uh, I don't normally drink that, but uh, sure, bottoms up. So, as some of you may know, drinks are very rare and tend to be hotly contested items if those secrets get out. I trust this. You have all been on this journey for some time together that no one here is going to let anything slip. Mary Sue will give a panic look to everybody at that. Buzz is looking at Morgana, and it's almost like she's not even talking about Mary Sue when she says, I don't think anyone here is going to say anything about anybody. Very good, then. If anybody has any questions before Mary Sue and I retire for the evening... I would be happy to answer them to the best of my ability. 
and she'll reach a hand down onto Mary Sue's hand and just kind of give it a squeeze. Uh, I'm good, Morgana. Thanks for the time. I think we just need some time to reflect on what just happened. So uh, I think I'm going to head out. Yeah, that's probably good. So do you guys want to get, like, some breakfast in a couple days, maybe? Yeah. Arcee's kind of thinking about waffles and bacon. He just heads in for the first time. Yeah, that sounds good. Usual spot, I guess. Yeah, we we can meet there. Um, I can get the details of the job from Morgana and let you all know. Um, a, a breakfast? Yeah, like, uh, we'll figure it out. Like, let me. I need to go home. Next day or two, we'll all meet up. We'll have we'll have waffles, and we'll all think to the best of our ability, and we'll all have waffles. And in the meantime, we have our comlinks. If you need anything at all, just let us know. Bosington, I need, I need, I need help from my man. Yeah. Buzz heads out with, with RC. Chuck follows close behind. Mike waits for everybody to leave. Looks over to Mary Sue. You need me to stay here? She'll look at Morgana and then back at Michael. No, I, I, I think I, I would just need a, a little bit of time. And, um, when I figure it out, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys. Okay. Michael gets up and Walks over, sets a hand down on your shoulder, leans down. Don't you leave me too. I've lost one, I can't lose another. Pats you on the shoulder and walks out. As you walk away, she'll whisper, I'm not going anywhere. So as you guys leave Mary Sue here, you're outside. It's 11.30, close to 12 by now. You guys mentioned visiting Scrapper. Is that something you want to do tonight, or is that something... R.C. got help to his head by Boz and then went home and has has dreams of, of waffles in his future. So then it's Boz, Chuck, and Michael outside after dumping Richard into his van. They're sort of like standing in the parking area. He's looking around, and she sees Chuck. Chuck would have hailed the grid guide, so he's just kind of waiting for it to show up. Boz would approach, and she's still, like, lighting her cigarette. She takes a puff on it, and she says, So, uh, about, about Howard. What about him? Like, I don't expect everyone in the group to really give a frag about what happened to him, but, uh, I'd like to know, and I... I mean, you seem like you two got along a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna do a quick search about it. Ask around. Open up some cameras, that sort of thing. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. I was gonna head over to Scrappers, if that's the last place we know he was, and sounds like he kicked it pretty soon after that. I might be able to figure out where he went from there. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. You wanna head there tonight, or...? Yeah, honestly, best if we do it while the tracks are fresh. At least fresh-ish. Right. Should we uh, call up Scrapper, let him know we're going to drop by for a minute or two? Yeah, I'll send him a text on the way. I mean, it's pretty late. He might be tucked in. I don't know. Right. I don't remember if he has video cameras at all, but if he does, it's easier to ask than just steal permission. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that at Scrapper's place. It doesn't seem like the sort of would want any kind of cameras around, but who knows? I mean... I figure that's what, that's what the hellhounds are for, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Short grid guide later, you guys are outside of Sunset Scrapyard. Did Scrapper respond to a text? Take a couple of minutes, but he'll ask why you're coming by. She'd explain that something happened, and she wants to just take a look around, if that's okay by him. Yeah, he'll send you a message back that that's fine, and he'll meet you guys out there. You guys pull up outside. And as the headlights of your vehicle pass over the office, you'll see one of the lights in there flick off and the door will open and out will step Scrapper. 
Boz is still like wearing a suit from the meet. So she looks a little bit nicer than she normally does when she comes to the scrapyard. She nods at him. She seems a little dour. He'll come up to you guys, do the handshake greeting. So, what's this all about? Is Michael with us, by the way? Yeah, I went with you guys. She looks like she doesn't necessarily want to talk about it, but she says, uh, we have a, a good reason to believe that someone we know is, uh, may have been killed, uh, shortly after leaving here. I wanted to look around and see if I could get some sense of where they went. He'll take a moment to, if Chuck and Boz want to roll some judge intentions or something here. Chuck, you will notice that Scrapper's gaze lingers on Michael more than it does anybody else's, but he'll go back to addressing the group. Alright, you're free to look around. Alright, thanks. Uh, I don't suppose you saw anything that night, just before I start poking around. I didn't see anybody get killed. No, you see him leave, you know which way he went. Chuck, you will notice his eyes flick back over to Michael. Maybe Boz is busy already kind of like looking down for the any tracks or anything like that. I know he was here, and then I saw a cab pull up. Did he get in the cab? I stopped watching where he was going. You see the driver? Automated cab. Boz nods. And I think she just starts to poke around. Hey, Scrapper? Hmm? Was Mary Sue all right when she was here with you? Seemedly so. Okay. That's five successes. Chuck, with two hits looking around for cameras to hack, you don't see any that are just kind of hanging out in the obvious. There are probably some that he has stashed somewhere where you could ask him. Boz, with five successes, you're going to see quite a few tracks out here. My thought is, she knows the make of Mary Sue's vehicle that she had at the time. She came out here with them. She could probably find her vehicle tracks here. And she can kind of go from there, because he had to get out of that car. So she can probably find his footprints getting out of her car and then just follow him along. So Mary Sue's tracks actually pull into the scrapyard itself. I assume you then just ask him about, you know, going back into the place and then... Well, that was the idea, right? He'll look at everybody else and then go over and pull open the door to let you follow these tracks in. They'll go back into the scrapyard. They will turn into one of the more secluded areas... You'll see small elf feet prints come out of the dirt around where the car came to a rest. You'll see big stompy feet footprints that, as you look back, you can watch. That's where Scrapper was walking, and you can see his footprints in the dirt and the oil and the muck in the ground here. You can follow a little bit of what happened where there were footprints of Scrapper walking away, Mary Sue following it, and then turning around and coming back, and then something being drug out of the vehicle and put on what looks like a car seat that was pulled out and just kind of stuck there and put there. There were some footprints of Mary Sue's in front of where her car was coming to rest. And the other thing you're going to find is another set of very large footprints that are coming out of the back driver's side where the drag marks were coming out of the back passenger side. And then they were drug over to the, the chair. And then you can even probably still find the little bits of plastic restraint somebody had put on him and then there are a set of footprints that walk out of here that don't match any other ones you mean yeah elf sized footprints the other ones are small troll sized footprints small troll sized footprints Mm -hmm. so in total there's mary sue's footprints probably Mm -hmm. scrapper's footprints are the big troll footprint Mm mm-hmm 
And then there was uh, Griff's footprints, which originated as a drag and then became footprints when he presumably got up out of the seat. Yep. And then there's another set of small troll footprints, but do they come and go or do they come to the car? They come out of the car on the other side from the drag marks, and then they walk out of this little alcove. So there's a third person that was in the car. Yes. After this prolonged little Aragorn finds the hobbits scene, Boz finally stands up and she says, Mary Sue lied. And she looks at Michael and she says, at least by a mission. You were here, weren't you? What do you mean Mary Sue lied? By a mission. What do you mean by a mission? I'm not following what you're saying here. Yes, I was here, Boz. But what did Mary Sue lie about? There's something that she wasn't telling us. You were here. No, she didn't know I was here. So it wasn't by a mission. You were invisible. This is you. You did this. Is that right? I did what? You killed him. Not gonna lie about it. Yeah. Why didn't you say something? Because I don't think it's worth my breath wasting on him. You don't think that we're worth your breath? I do think you're worth my breath. That's why I haven't gone against you. That's why I haven't attacked you. Why I haven't tried to kill you. You guys are the only family that I have, Boz. Aside from my sister, my mother, and my brother, you guys were the ones that pulled me out of here. Out of that hellhole that was the lab I was attached to. He was the one responsible for sicking a damn vampire on me. For a vampire attacking one of my other closest friends who is now no longer around. I told you from the get-go. I told you when we first saw him. When you punched him, if you remember right. That he was a dead man. Well, he failed at being a murderer. And you succeeded. I guess that's something. And I'll do it again. To protect my family, I will do whatever it takes. And I will not, will not be a walking doormat for somebody to walk over me and let them feel that they can do whatever they like and there's no consequences to it. No, I'm not okay with that, Boz. He direct it, you know, if it was just me, I may have even forgiven him eventually. This wasn't just me. He was responsible for everything that happened to us from there. From that point forth, he was responsible because of him. All of our identities, our sins, granted, for me, it wasn't that bad of a deal. It actually improved it a little bit. But for you, Let's see, what did burning your sin do to you, Boz? I'll respect you enough to not go there. Honestly, him burning my sin didn't actually change that much in my life other than the fact that I got to follow you guys around to help you guys out, to keep you guys out of trouble best as I could. That's all I wanted. You think I'm in this for the money? You think I'm in this for revenge? I'm not. No, I don't think you're in this for anything other than you got stuck in it. Here's the other thing that I know. No, Michael, I didn't get stuck in nothing. I don't have to be here. I didn't even want to stay in the city. I was trying to convince you guys to get in a plane with me and get out of the city. No one wanted to leave. I stayed because I felt like I had to keep you guys out of trouble. And you know what? It sounds like you guys got things handled all on your own. You guys are all hard now. You're going to kill a, a, a man who's not even... Do you even a gun in his hand, Michael? And you shoot him in the back. No, he was looking dead at me when I shot him. And yes, he did. So, it's okay. 
Boz, I understand where you're coming from. I understand you want to protect and that you want to try to steer us in the right direction. I get that. I really do. And I appreciate that. I've used you as a sounding board and to try to get some logic through my brain so I can wrap around what's going on. Just like you feel there's things that you have to do and you have even said as much to me that you have felt there is something that you need to do, then you do it. This was something I'm sorry to say I felt I had to do. I'm not going to say, you know, that I'll do it again. But in the same instance, I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it again. If it comes between them and me and or you guys, I'm going to put them down hard. Boz, you know, there's not much more I can say. I love you like a sister. I love you to the point to where I've looked up to you and I've respected you. But I'm not just going to sit back and ignore a catalyst that's happened to me to my family, to the people that I care about. I can't do that. I will step up each and every time and I will, you know, speak my opinion about it. I'm not sure I like what we've become. And and Boz, I think that's the point that I agree with you. I am not going to deny you and sit there and say that what we've become is the greatest thing in the world because it's not. It's what we've become is because of necessity. Don't call it necessity. Okay, I will call it necessity on on my end, not your end. There's things you feel you need to do. And I've done them. These are all choices that we make. And sometimes we make the choices that we think we have to. And I respect that. I don't respect the fact that you did this all behind our backs. If you respected us, I don't feel like you would have done that. You just ran ahead with your head. You charged in. You did a thing. You know what? I get that. I do that sometimes. But my God, Michael... Like, if you can't even tell us about it, what is that? Like, even you know this was, this was wrong, right? Like, you would have told us if you, if you didn't know that. This was wrong. I would have told you if I didn't know that. You know, there, there's part that I don't understand about that phrase. So I'll be blunt in the way I'm saying it. I'm going to look over at Chuck because I notice he's being really quiet. I'm going to look back at Boz. You know, you said you have decisions that you have to make. Everybody has decisions that we have to make. You were so quick to forgive him his transgressions. I didn't forgive him. It it sure as hell seemed to me that you did. You punched him once and you said, we're done. And then when RC, who seemingly had the most against him, you pretty much stood over Howard to prevent anything else from happening to him. So, okay. Now, when I stormed off, it wasn't because of Howard. I, Like I said, I had told you guys from the get-go. I told you guys in the beginning of that run, he's a dead man. I'm going to kill him. And I said right from the beginning that we weren't going to kill him. That we would find some other way to get our revenge and get him out of our lives and make his life miserable. But you killed him and you made us all a part of that. But no, I didn't. You were not there. You didn't have any kind of a choice in the matter. We put him in that situation. You were not there? He wouldn't have been in that situation if it wasn't for everyone else. Okay, so then you're going to blame Morgana? Because she's the one that put him in the situation. She knew what she was doing. I walked out, and it was my choice to follow him. Not yours. I didn't consult you. I didn't consult, and I point at Chuck, him. I didn't consult Mary Sue. I didn't consult RC. I did that. 
because I'm wanting to keep you guys away from it since you had such a problem with doing anything about it. Isolation. Do you think that actually makes it okay? Does it make you feel better? You just went behind our backs and did it, so none, none of us are, are at all involved and everything's okay? We were involved. Okay. We were part of it. So We had conversations about it. And no, I didn't forgive him. Like, just because you think, you think, that because I didn't want to kill him, that I've forgiven him, that I didn't want any kind of revenge on him? Like, do you, is that it? Like, every time someone crosses, you're going to go and blow their head off? Is that is that how this is going to go from here on out? No, but if somebody hurts you, or hurts Chuck, or hurts R.C., then that is my call. My call. Okay, then I can respect that. So then, here's the question. Can you go ask Valerie that for me? What about Valerie? What about Valerie? He did. Howard busted my lab. Let the vampire out. Let me get attacked. Allowed Valerie to get turned into what she got turned into. Something that I can't cure, that you, that nobody can cure or knows anything of a cure for. You know, do I feel bad about it? I'm sure part of me does. Me? No. Right now? No. I'm sorry that you're taking such an issue with this, Boz. I really am. I'm not going to beg for your forgiveness. I'm not going to beg for anything. If you want me to leave, then say so, and I'll walk. And you will never see me or worry about me for the rest of your time here. I will be okay with that. I can make peace with the fact that I took care of my family. But just know, Boz, I still consider you family regardless. That means I'm always going to be here for you. Just like I'm always going to be there for Mary Sue. Just like I'm always going to be there for RC. And I look at Chuck. I'm still working on you. We're going to have to share a couple of recipes before I can do anything with you. Hmm. I've said my piece. I told you guys in the beginning. You say we all talked about it. After I spoke my piece about it, I didn't say another damn word. I wasn't going to. I didn't see any point of arguing with it. Something I learned in Chicago. You say you're going to do something. You do it. And you don't let anybody walk all over you because then you're the next target and it'll just keep happening. I understand you're mad about it. How do you know we're not a target now? Grift is a professional shadow runner. He clearly has friends who are going to look for him. And who are they going to find out? Then it's going to be me. They're going to they're gonna bug the team. I can't protect myself. They could black bag me any moment and then torture me. And then what? I tell them it's you? Now I'm yeah. a bad guy because... Tell them it was me. I give you full disclosure. Tell them it was me. Fine, whatever. I gotta think about this. There's nothing I can do to stop you about that. I wasn't asking for permission. And boss turns and starts to walk back towards Chris. I assume Scrapper's still around. Like, did he go, did he leave us alone or did he hang around? He left you alone. She gets to the door and she kind of glances back and sees Chuck is sort of following along and she waits for him. So seeing that both of you walked off, Mike turns the opposite direction. Walks off into the night. Look, boss. You um, you mentioned that you wanted to get out of the city. Yeah. I mean, I don't agree with killing. Even in, it wasn't sure cold blood per se, but it was still a revenge murder. And now Mary Sue's a Drake. I don't know how to deal with any of this. What do you ask? If you're still ready to skip town and you need Matrix support. I'll be there with you. Buzz looks at Chuck and she looks sort of confused for a second. She sort of like gets like a half grin. There's not like any humor in it. It's just sort of reaches over and pats him on the shoulder and she says, yeah, look, 
maybe. Uh, I know a guy on the plane. I've flown with him a lot in the past. <laughs> Look, if it comes to that, you got a way out. Just uh, maybe let's sit on it. Uh, maybe we should talk to RC or Mary Sue. I I don't know. There's so much going on right now. I'm a little I'm a little in the woods on this myself. But you're right. Like I I don't know. I always knew that it was possible that what we do could lead to something like this, but I didn't think it would happen so easily. And I ended up having to kill a ganger. That's different, though, right? I feel like it is. Maybe Michael doesn't see it that way. I feel like I had to do it, or someone else was going to get hurt. I don't feel like I don't feel like Howard had to be that. I don't feel like he had to go that way. But I don't know, Michael. Michael just. I don't understand. I don't understand. And and it worries me that it's come so easily to him. And I don't know where it's going to go from here. Okay. Well, I'm going to head home. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Scrapper for a little bit. I need to I need to get some advice from him, I think. And uh I guess I'll be in touch. Do you do you want to tell the others about what we learned or I feel like we should, but I mean, we're, Mary Sue's got so much going on already. Right. I mean, we sh- should, but it's also not ours to say. Michael did it. If he wants to keep it a secret, I don't know. I don't know. I think part of the reason I'm so mad at Michael is that we all did deserve to know. Right. That's, yeah, one of my things, too. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk again. All right. Good night. Be safe. Thanks. Chuck walks off, calling a uh, good guy to take him out of here. And Boz heads inside and has a conversation that who knows how it goes. continues to rise more and more expressions of the fourth world will manifest themselves surely you remember several years ago when Haley's comet came by and the small amounts of chaos that that caused speaking of things like surge and changelings and that kind of stuff that happened that uh i think everybody here would have been alive for uh 2062 i believe so should be that's like 16 years 16. ago yeah at the very least rc would have been alive and like aware as opposed to like Mary Sue who would be like four and Chuck would probably be like four to seven or something like that something like that yeah Boz would have been in her teens basically like what what is the average high school education on Drake's <laughs> I would assume they would like show up every once in a while in like Tridio plotline you know every once in a while they might or they might be a thing that media blows out of proportion as something that they're not quite just because it's like I know in universe Carl Combat Mage like that show the magic in that is very much not what magic actually looks like but they kind of like jazz it up for the media production part of it uh, I don't know where to drink that but uh, sure bottoms up that's the worst that could happen right <laughs> <laughs>
Well, I can transform into a giant. Never mind. Never mind. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did, RC. It's in the wine. Oh, um. And Buzz heads inside and has a conversation that who knows how it goes. Does she stay the night? Nobody knows. <laughs> we'll talk about the content of that conversation the other day. <laughs> Man, guys, that was a lot of. Uh, that's, that's good. Uh, I can't wait to send this over to Howard so he can listen to the fucking aftermath of this. So yeah, uh, I imagine we're going to talk about what is next over the next coming days because stuff, stuff happened. And uh, unless someone tells RC that you know this all went down, <laughs> he passed the fuck out, drunk and traumatized. <laughs> Drugged He's and traumatized. Indeed, uninterested in Howard's fate, you know, generally speaking. Oh, well, an asshole got well, killed. The world got lighter, y'all, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is all going down. Ursi's like blissed out of the back of his head. Oh, stars. It's a unicorn. <laughs> um, I will, uh, I will talk to all of you because interesting things. Indeed. So many things. God, this is, I mean, yeah, things are really kind of right? falling apart. Mary Sue's Draco. You guys don't even know what made this happen. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh man, God, that's uh, such a mean thing to say. Now I'm like, like I, I was just like, ah. Uh. Well, like, um, depending upon what you guys decide, like the, uh, the stuff we talked about in the production meeting about wrapping up, maybe wrapping up sooner rather than later, depending upon how everybody takes this. <laughs> It would be. I yeah. mean, this, this, there, we, we could do it that way. We don't have to. Like, I mean, Look, I, I want you guys to think about what your characters would do in this situation, and we have some time to figure out what's next. Well, the nice thing is, like, Mary Sue's Drake's. Like, I think if Mary Sue wasn't draking out right now, Buzz would probably be angrier and like more like reflexive about it. And she might do something like just decide to leave. But because Mary Sue's in this situation, she's a little calmer, I think, than she would be. And like doesn't want to run off. So I think there's like at least a couple of days worth of like, let's figure stuff out. Make sure she's okay before I yeah, piece which, the fuck out. Which gives an opportunity for things to kind of turn around. I was going to say, you wouldn't desert Mary Sue at this moment. No, Boswell. No. Chuck would. No. Chuck would. Chuck would. Chuck's like, I'm already. Yo, you you know somebody that can fly? Let's get the fuck out. Aww. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, uh, wouldn't that be funny? Because Boz was like the person who was giving Chuck all, like the most shit at the start. Roll <laughs> <laughs> um, reversal, huh? Yeah, right. Shit turned fucking around like 180 real quick. Right? It's a um, very. It's a very, like, Tarantino movie esque sort of like last half of the movie situation we got going on here. Yeah. Um, important question while I'm thinking about it, was Chuck recording the entire thing at Morgana's Eyes and Ears? Uh, he always records it. Um, if it's Mary Sue, he records it. <laughs> uh, so it's recorded. <laughs> he just, I don't know if he del- would delete it after. No, he'd probably keep it. Okay, just the, the thing that I might need to know. Yeah. Alright, goodbye, Craig. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. 
come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without an End podcast. The Tops Company has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast any official capacity whatsoever music and sound effects are provided by sirenscape and i don't think i need to add anything else so sound guy oz here once again the excellent music you've heard today was eponema daydream produced by bird creek royalty free and found on the youtube sound effects are provided by freesound.org and by sirenscape all of which is covered under the creative commons license catch you next week